your afternoon of sports pleasure is beginning. It's lunchtime in Central Texas. What are we having? Uh, it's just your standard regular lunch, I guess. Milk? PB&J with the crusts cut off. Well, Brian, this is a very nutritious lunch. All the food groups are represented. Did your mom marry Mr. Rogers? Uh, no, Mr. Johnson. Huh. Time for the press box. Here's your host, Ward Whites. And it is lunchtime in Central Texas, and we are at a good place for lunchtime in Central Texas. We are at the Baylor Club. We'll be here all day long, all the way to 6 o'clock, with J-Mo following Cam and I and Matt Mosley finishing off the day here at the Baylor Club. And couldn't ask for a nicer environment oh, here on great. a Friday afternoon, could you? Oh, I love coming to the Baylor Club, man. Where we're situated now, we've got the, the stadium backdrop right behind us with the sun shining on it. They've always got great food here. They take care of us. I... You said it, man. Friday, this is the place to be. Absolutely. And right now, we are here to tell you that you can join now and no dues until March if given back in club certificates. Come by to the Beta Club. One month complimentary dues and no initiation fee. That's huge to be able to get in without an initiation fee. And you can be on lookout for social media platforms for basketball tickets. I know that's a hot item at the Fosters. So uh, they're going to have some of those they're going to be giving away. And look. It's not too far to start thinking about graduation as well. They have private events, Friday and Saturday lunch and dinner reservations, members and non-members, parties up to 25 with elevated chef tables and an array of fine dining options. The Bayer Club available for all your party needs. Ten to one thousand, they can cover you here at the Baylor now that's Club. That's something, and that—that's not a small task. No, it's not. No, it's not. And we've heard some stories in the past about these these big parties coming in here, and they're like, I just didn't think we'd they'd be able to handle it and they have here and it's so many different things you can do here it's not just coming up and grabbing a great lunch there's so many things and it's more affordable than i think a lot of people think i think if stephanie and scott wanted to have a party here they probably could i don't know if they could find (laughs) 10 friends We could have a party, and you know what? I would totally invite all you guys to the party there. I'm just telling you and right the now. The peacock reception here is excellent. I hear Steph. So. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll come. I'll come. Okay, but everyone's got to dress up. I'm just saying. Dress up. Yeah. Hats are included. All right. Yes. Hats are included. Cam has to have a hat. <laughs> I got to cover the solar we, panel. We, we need to get you a, a fedora. You can wow. wear that with a suit. You're really trying to get me in the Tom Landry argument here. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. You're <laughs> trying to get me to turn on Belichick and go full Tom Landry. I wore my nice felt out last night, yeah. my felt hat, uh, out to trivia last night. I was also wearing sweatpants, so it was a bit of a contradiction. Oh, but, yeah, that's, uh, that's uh, a really good look there, Cam. You are but so not nice the fashionista. Hat. Let me tell you right now, Cam. <laughs> a felt hat and sweatpants. Mm-hmm. That's you a sight it, to see. Oh, yeah. <laughs> To a local brewery. Yep, that was me. Awesome. Right. I was watching. I was watching that movie, Killers of the Flower Moon, that Scorsese movie that came out in the fall. Yeah. And I was just so inspired that I had to. I had to put the felt on, no matter what I wore. <laughs> and of course, the irony is I'm wearing the boots today and not the felt. Uh, well, 
The headset doesn't fit you, over the felt. Too I well. was going to say, you're going to have a hard time getting a headset over the felt, so that might be a good thing. Press box brought to you by Scott's Lease Trailers and Pickup Outfitters. Glad to have you along here at the Baylor Club. Again, we'll be here all day long. We invite you to come out. Great food, great atmosphere. It's always a good time at the Baylor Club, and there's so many things that you can do. Just check in on it. If you're thinking, eh, I, I don't know if I really want to be in, come check it out. Because right now, with that incentive that they have, it's not a better time ever to join the Baylor Club. And not only do you get the perks of the parties and the great food and things, there's other things that go along, especially if you're a member during football season. Mm, That would be probably pretty good, yeah. When you can look right out here and see the stadium. I mean, there's not a better view in the stadium than right here in front of the Baylor Club. It's great. They nailed this when they opened McLean and. Like I was kind of saying earlier, I mean, they'll, they'll show you around the place. They'll, they'll make sure you you're, you see everything that's available to you before you make any kind of commitment or anything like that. They've been so great with that. That's something, Ward, when I first came here, I was like, this is for rich people. This is for peop- the beautiful people, not for me. And that could not be more wrong. It, it, it is affordable, and it's kind of like the perks of your YMCA. For mm-hmm. adults here. You know right what? Here. You know what, Cam and Ward? The food, if you have not eaten there, let me tell you, the oh, food so really good. is good. And I know Matt Mosley loves it when they have parties there because he <laughs> loves the food there. Um, and he definitely loves the fish and chips, I can tell you that. But seriously, the food is really good. So right there alone makes me want to join. Well, it's it's you're right. And we're sitting here looking at the buffet It's right across from us and get to smell it throughout the show today. (laughs) And I'm I'm a little bit jealous, to be honest with you, because we don't have a plate in front of us. But maybe maybe Mosley can come up here and take care of us. I don't know. I mean, he's the guy, right? He's the guy. He's the guy that that can get you all the the little perks that Matt Mosley knows how to get you. (laughs) We don't have a plate in front of us. Yet. There you go. Yet. There you go. All right. Banged up bills against the uh, Chiefs coming up. And look, I, I know there's some guys that are going to be sitting out for the Bills. This is a home game for the Bills. It's going to be a great weekend of football, in my opinion. That's I may be way wrong on this, but you start tomorrow with Houston and Baltimore, then you get Green Bay and San Francisco, and you end it on Sunday night with Kansas City and Buffalo. Patrick Mahomes, first time on the road. I. Look, I don't care if it's on the road or not. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the game. And Josh Allen has not proven to me that he can take over that slot yet. And I don't know that he can even do it on his home field. And I think it's safe to say Mahomes is the only one left of the quarterbacks that you trust. I know that's a high bar. You win a Super Bowl to earn that kind of trust. He's done it twice. But it doesn't matter that they're on the road doesn't matter what their weapons have been like this year. He is the one I know that I'm not putting money against. And I like this Bill's story. I mean, they've been as hot as as even the Rams were. I mean, they had to win out their last six or seven just to win that division, and they did it. And they were real impressive at times against Pittsburgh. I think that game was closer on the scoreboard than it actually was. Um, I thought their championship window was closed. It's clear it is not. Uh you know, I, I'm rolling with Mahomes. I'm rolling with the Chiefs. If you if you maybe do a prediction, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Buffalo in the Super Bowl. And you know I, what? The weather is. They were showing. I uh, didn't mean to interrupt, Ward. I'm sorry, but they no, were showing that ahead. the on on the news this morning that the snow is coming down again in Buffalo, and 
Uh, some of the commentators were saying, you know, is this going to be an issue? Is the weather going to be an issue for Kansas City? In my personal opinion, I do not think so because look what they just did last weekend in cold weather and yeah. wind. And I don't think it's going to be a problem being in the snow or anything like that. So my bet is the Chiefs are going to the Chiefs are going to win this game. I just I can't bet against Patrick Mahomes. It's tough to do. And, and I've seen hard. rankings where tough. a lot of guys are saying Josh Allen's the best quarterback in the playoffs left. I, I'm not buying it. Lamar Jackson, number two, Brock Purdy, three, C.J. Stroud, four, Jordan Love, five, Jared Goff, six, and Pat Mahomes at seven? I don't agree with that. Who is this guy? We're looking at it on the yeah, TV. I don't right. agree Who with is that. this clown? I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know where this oh. list came from, but it's absolutely absurd if you don't have Patrick Mahomes at the top of your list. I mean, again, you've heard me say so many times, Cam, that – you're the champion until somebody knocks you yes. off that pedestal. Yes. And so how could you say that Patrick Mahomes is not the best quarterback in football going into this weekend? I don't I don't understand. Unless you're looking purely at passing yards or something like that. And I think you gotta take into context he's throwing to Kadarius Tony and not you know, <laughs> not not some of these guys that Baltimore has, not some of these guys San Francisco has. He doesn't have a Debo Samuel on his team. Right. He's got um, an 80% probably Travis Kelsey, which is still a Hall of Famer, still pretty darn good. That, I mean, that's that's clickbait. That's a joke. I, I, that seventh is crazy. I, I don't get that. I mean, he, he had the decency to rank him ahead of Baker Mayfield, thank the good Lord, but come on. <laughs> that is that's, – that's terrible. That's terrible. I mean, it, it, he's going to be one of the top five quarterbacks ever to play the game. I, I agree. <laughs> and, and, and maybe, I mean – Still in his prime. Y- yes, and he may be – when it's all said and done, the best that's ever played the game because he's, he's very can, young. Yeah, yes, yeah. And what you just said is he's playing with one arm tied behind his back right. and still getting it done right. because he doesn't have those huge playmakers that he's had in the past or the huge playmakers that other quarterbacks in this playoff have. But what do I always say that my definition of a great quarterback is you raise the level of everybody around you's play. Mm-hmm. Pat Mahomes is the absolute portrait of that. He's always done that. And, you know, I heard for years the arguments of why Brady was better than some of these other quarterbacks because of the, the lowly supporting cast that Brady had. And, and I heard a lot of that this year with, you know, mostly fans on Twitter. But uh, people saying, <laughs> boy, look how this Chiefs team has fallen apart. Brady would have had this team at 12-4, and four, blah, blah, blah. They're in the divisional round. I know they're playing on the road, but they just beat the team that was the number one seed at Christmas by three touchdowns, three scores. Like, they're still – it's not like they're in the in the poverty line here. I mean, they're, they're still one of the best teams in football. He's still one of the best quarterbacks in football. And they have just as good a chance as any, in my book, of getting back to the Super Bowl. When you look at how, you know, Josh Allen, we've seen this time and time again. He can throw a game away for you. I like him. He's a good quarterback. He really is. He's not better than Mahomes, but he's a pretty good quarterback. And we have seen it where he just loses it, and he can throw a game for you. Um, Lamar Jackson still hasn't won, only won one playoff game, has has failed to show up in some of these big games. And and C.J. Stroud, we don't know what we don't know because he's just started. So He may be one of those guys that just doesn't know any better yet. Right, right. And that could be true. I like the moxie he plays with. But we're talking about a Hall of Famer and Patrick Mahomes, and then a bunch of uncertainty in the rest of those guys. So 
yeah, I, I, I like Kansas City. Would I be stunned if Buffalo wins? No. No, I like the makeup they have, and if it is a weather thing, they do have the better running game than Kansas City does. I think if it's a weather thing, you and hey, I have watched hey, a lot of games Hey, and they the have years. the mafia. Don't forget, Cam. So. Oh, stop it. I don't want to hear about that. I'm they just also saying. lost four Super Bowls in a row. <laughs> that is true, but I'm just and, saying the mafia can be throwing be. snow. What's usually concerning about Buffalo. You don't get any points for that, Steph. Isn't, <laughs> isn't even necessarily the snow, but we've seen it over the years, is the wind can get ridiculous out mm-hmm. there. That, that, that's one to watch out for because the wind, I think, can really take away points from teams more so than even the snow can. And you know what? I think, speaking of weather, if you look at the Ravens and the Texans, you know, the Texans are used to playing in a dome and they're yeah. going to play the Ravens. And they were showing the weather up there this morning as well on the news. And, you know, how are they going to fare? I mean, I know C.J. Stroud has done well, but, you know, I just don't see them pulling it through with the weather because I don't think they're used to that kind of weather. I'm not buying into the Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore hype. Just not. Sorry. I'm not either, really. It's tough to to buy in right now. uh, Prove me wrong. Yeah. And when you do, I'll tip your cap. Yeah, I'll tip my cap. I just – I don't think – that he has that extra gear to get you over the top. I just don't. I, I have a question for you, Ward, which is kind of on the same page of what we were just talking about with the Ravens. You've coached for a long time, Texas, so I know you know it doesn't get terribly, terribly cold, but high school playoffs, it can, get, it can play a factor, right? Mm-hmm. How much does that play a factor for your team? It, it, it depends on the situation. Sure. And, and, and obviously, you're facing other Texas teams, so it's not like one team is well. And, court and, court and coaching in college, it, we you know traveled and, yep. and went up to snow yep. places and played. Okay. And it really sometimes it affected the team, and sometimes it didn't. It just depended on the situation. Now, if you're much better than that team, no problem. Right. If you're on an even playing field, and that's kind of their home area. It ticks to them just a little bit sure. because you're thinking about it. I mean, it, it's just not something you can say, eh, I'm going to ignore this. Yeah. It's 20 degrees outside and there's snow on the ground. We don't ever see <laughs> this. Be fine. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't bother okay. us. Because I always thought it was a little overblown. Of It is a little bit, but it, there is a mental factor yeah. to it that you okay. have to consciously, you can't just ignore it. You have to talk about it. Sure. And you have to say, hey, look, I, I know it's cold and I know – there's snow on the ground, but you've got to overcome the elements right. and do your job. So and don't if you worry can about do the that, frostbite. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 if you can do that, then you're a really good football team. Gotcha. Mm. Okay, because I always thought, you know, there would be years, like a couple years where the Patriots wouldn't play like a, a really cold game, and then they'd be like, oh, well, you know, New England's playing Houston or whomever, and they've got the advantage. And I'm like, well, you know, these contributors, they play college football at Florida and Alabama and A&M. Like, they, it's not like they're just all of a sudden used to it. So just because you live in that area right. doesn't mean that you have that advantage over the weather. It's still, if it's 20 degrees on this sideline or if it's minus 6 on this sideline, guess what? It's 20 degrees or minus 6 on that sideline, right. too. And nobody, and likes, nobody that. likes that. Nobody likes it. I think that, you know... And, you know, for one team's a dome team, a dome team, that's something different. But for the most part, I mean, nobody likes playing in that. Nobody. So that's that's what makes it interesting for me. And it can it can affect the game, obviously. You know, if you have 40, 50-mile-an-hour wins, which you sometimes absolutely get in Buffalo, 
it's not like you're kicking the ball, you know, or, no, or, or, or snow. Because you're, you're stuff, kicking a block of ice anyway. Yes, yeah. and, and the other thing is, in today's world, it's even more different because back in the day, well, you didn't really have a whole lot of a choice. You had to go work out in it. So it sure, might have yeah. gave you a little bit of a, an edge because mm-hmm. you kind of got used to the elements. Doesn't mean you like them. No. But you kind of been out in them, and then you come from a dome, and you haven't been out in it, and it kind of slaps you in the face a little yeah. bit. In today's world, that's not the case because everybody in the NFL, and I would say the majority of college Pretty football yeah. has an indoor facility where they don't have to work out in it if it's snowing or if it's 20 degrees yes. outside. If it's going to rain, you they just get spray, a little, spray a little hose on the ball. Yeah, yeah. Just, we just get the balls wet and yeah. we'll come and work on it. We're not going to sit out in the you know, freezing weather. Yeah. So it's a little bit different than it used to be back in the day. So I don't know that it's really that much of an advantage, to be honest. Yeah, that, that's. I'm just always intrigued by that. And you. that's why I had to ask you because you got to know people who have been on the sideline to see what that's really like. But – it's miserable. And, and and to be to go back to Steph's point though, I mean, coming in from a dome team, that is kind of a different animal. Like mm-hmm. if if you're, you know, playing in if you're playing for San Francisco, you're not practicing in really bitterly cold weather. Not at all. But you're an outdoor team. You can kind of get used to that. A dome, you're literally playing in the same environment every time. Right. Every home game, you are playing in 72 and sunny, no wind, every time. And so maybe that does play a factor this week. Maybe. We'll find out. It's really going to affect the cheerleaders, I'm just saying. Oh, Lord. <laughs> we got to see. we we got to do a scouting report on what their garb is this week. I don't think we caught that on Monday. So. We'll talk yeah, about that on that, Monday. You need, to, you need to dive into that, find out what the cheerleaders are wearing this I weekend. I will. I will. All right. All right. Steph will be back with us coming up in just a little bit. Coming up next, we'll talk some Cowboys. Mike McCarthy's back. We talked about that. Kyle Yeomans will join us next here in the Press Box. Recently on the John Moore Show. Chris Patola, our guest, ESPN College basketball analyst. And it'll be interesting also, John, one last thought here. All of these teams are playing in Foster Pavilion for the first time. What is the impact that has? I'll be curious to see what Baylor's record at home is by the end of the season. The John Moore Show, 2 to 3 p.m. Weekdays here on ESPN Central Texas. Okay, everyone, check this out from D'Amori Fine Jewelers in Waco. D'Amori Fine Jewelers now has their own diamond growing machine right here in their own super lab. Yes, you've always been able to get a better premier diamond for the best price at D'Amori Fine Jewelers, but now they have their own growing chamber. Yes, they still have Earthmine diamonds and a great selection of those too, but now if you're in the market for a lab-grown diamond, this is a game changer because you can now get them directly from the source. No middleman markup and only the very best high color, high clarity, and high transparency material. So you can get an incredibly beautiful diamond at an amazingly low price. Come by D'Amori Fine Jewelers on Waco Drive just past New Road and talk about your dream diamond that will become a reality. D'Amori Fine Jewelers at D'AmoriFineJewelers.com. Did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion? Did you know that in Japan you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids? Or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine? Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor. 
I bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home. It's true. At the Foundation Doctor, we have our own proprietary solution called Stable Soil. Stable Soil is a quick, inexpensive application that stabilizes the soil under your home. It's fast-acting, long-lasting, and puts a stop to those pesky cracks and sticking doors. Only the Foundation Doctor offers this revolutionary product, so give the doctor a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, the Tom Evos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial business is in good hands. Alliance Bank Central Texas with two Waco locations, also in Temple and Georgetown and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They have financing options to fit any budget. That's any budget. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. And welcome back to the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas, live at the Baylor Club. And you can join now with no dues until March. And giving back in certificates, come by the Baylor Club, one month complimentary dues. And no initiation fee will be here all day long. I've been telling you about the Baylor Club. Right now joining us from the Dallas Cowboys Network is one Kyle Yeomans. And I know he's been to the Baylor Club before. Kyle, how are we today? Yeah, I have been to the Baylor Club. I may have to stop by there. I'm uh, I'm calling the uh, the women's basketball game tomorrow night uh, or tomorrow afternoon rather for ESPN Plus. So maybe okay. maybe I'll have to yeah. stop by for breakfast or something. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. All right, Kyle. Very nice. Uh, all right. Hmm. Mike McCarthy, Jerry Jones, <laughs> kiss it made up, 
and he is back as the coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Kyle, I, I know that they're on Wednesday when this was announced, and I just could feel a big sigh when that came out that Mike McCarthy was going to return as the coach of the Dallas Cowboys. But really, what other choice did Jerry Jones have? Yeah, I think that's kind of the number one thing right now is you're you're looking at this decision and a, a lot of the, the reaction, a lot of the emotions after what happened on Sunday, and, and I get it. I get the frustration with it. Uh, but you want to make a change, and you want to see significant changes because what you have had isn't working in the playoffs. But the, the fact of the matter is is you, you don't really want the change that would then come because you, you know what you're going to get in the regular season. You know what you're going to get in terms of effort and, and uh, in really just preparation-wise with this coaching staff. When you hire somebody else, that's a change top to bottom that could rock your entire franchise. Or it could work in your favor, sure, but there's, a, there's more of a chance that it ends up pushing you in a different direction than it does pushing you in the right direction. So uh, I, I think this was a decision that – that Jerry had to, to really sleep on. He had to wait and, uh, and see. And, and, yeah, it's 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 an underwhelming move, I think, is the best way to describe it for Cowboys fans right now because whenever something that significant goes against this franchise, you want to see action. You want to see change. And I think this is part of the plan. I think they, they my thing that I said was I wanted to at least see a considerable effort, a considerable plan from Jerry Jones and from this front office, whether they got rid of Mike McCarthy or not. And I think this was step one. Step two is retain Dan Quinn if you can. If you can't, go and hire a guy that gives you a really good opportunity to turn things around on defense and help you stop the run, help you play better uh, in the secondary. And then if you're able to, to take that into account, then you, you up the, the roster, account, uh, uh, roster acquisitions. You, you add some different talent from your roster, but – for the most part, it, it was kind of a, a puzzling move initially, and there's, a, I feel like, a lot of other dominoes that still need to fall. That was just the first one that got things started. And, Kyle, looking at the coaches available this year, I mean, this is a really good crop of NFL coaches available. Unlike college, sure. you don't kind of get this year in, year out. And so you said you expected Cowboys ownership to look around a little bit. Were you surprised at how quick the decision came, knowing that there are so many good coaches out there looking for other NFL head coaching jobs? Sure. Yeah, I, I think the fact that they they made the decision early in the week, Mike McCarthy said he met with with Jerry on, on Wednesday for about three hours, and that was really kind of the, the day that they hashed it out and kind of went uh, and, and made the plan for the future. With with guys like Bill Belichick out there, Mike Vrabel out there, Jim Harbaugh, who's who's flirting with making his return to the NFL. I mean, there's there's options, but I just don't know if Jerry Jones believed those options were any better than what Mike McCarthy could bring to the table. I think if if maybe there were certain names that would have come available that aren't going anywhere. I mean, some of these guys that are either still playing coming up on Sunday or uh, or in a situation where they don't necessarily want to leave or they've been for a significant amount of time, then maybe. But I, I don't think really Cowboys fans, Cowboys brass, thought Bill Belichick was a better option than Mike McCarthy at this point in time. Uh, n nobody really looked at 
Jim Harbaugh as a game changer at this point in time. Whether that's the right or wrong decision, we won't really know until uh, the Mike McCarthy era comes to a close and, and you see what the success is or isn't in the building. But right now they feel like the best thing, and as close as they are from a roster standpoint, they feel like the best and most efficient way to win in the playoffs is to keep Mike McCarthy and try and build off of the continuity that you've had. Kyle, you know me in conspiracy theories, and yeah, and you're how much I them, right? yes, and how much I love them. Yeah. It, is it that Mike McCarthy is the best answer in Jerry Jones' mind, or do you think there's a possibility that Jerry made the phone call to Bill Belichick or Harbaugh or Venables or whoever? And they said, yeah, thanks, but no thanks. And so he ran it back with Mike McCarthy. Is that even a minute possibility? I, I think a minute possibility, but I'm talking about like, I'm talking 0.1% possibility. I, I really don't think that would happen. I mean, the only people that would know that for certain is uh, Jerry Jones and whoever picked up the phone on the opposite side. But really, uh, the way that the transparency has been, uh, the way that this organization has been transparent mm-hmm. from any hiring standpoint, good, bad, ugly, doesn't matter. They, if there was a, a phone call, if there was a conversation, I think it would have been out by now. I think you sure. would have heard that Jerry Jones has had that conversation. And I mean, you even look around the league. I mean, I didn't even, I feel like this is a recent thing. Maybe I'm just, I haven't really paid attention to it. But teams that report on their their socials, like we've had an interview with this coach, I, I just feel I feel like that's odd. Like I feel I feel like that's a new thing with the social media day and age that we're in. That teams are saying, "Hey, we've interviewed this guy, and we'll see what the fan reaction is on how they react to it. Maybe make an a, a assumption off of that." But really, I, I think it would have been out in the open by now if they would have had that conversation. Was mm-hmm. it a thought of Jerry Jones? I, I will almost certainly think it was a thought. But did he actually pick up the phone call and make a call? I, I don't know if that was the case or not. Hey, Kyle, I, I agree with you on that point there with the Falcons specifically announcing who they're interviewing. I, I don't think I had ever yeah. seen that before. And so you obviously work closely with a team, and you can see what would benefit a team. What would be the benefit of putting it out there on socials? Is that to feel out the fan base a little bit or what? I, that's the only thing I can think of. Uh, I mean, you've gotta, you got you announce it <laughs> on like a graphic, right? I mean, the yeah. Chargers are doing it too, and they're like, "Hey, we've interviewed this guy." Like, usually it gets out there anyways. Like, it's on a tweet, tweet or uh, a Facebook post or whatever. Somebody puts it out there that they've interviewed this guy or that guy. I, I just think it's like it, it, you're almost putting out a welcome graphic for Bill Belichick as the Atlanta Falcons. And you could say, yeah, you know what? We're going to go and hire this other guy down the road a little bit later. So I, maybe it's a feeler for, for what the fan reaction would be, positive, negative, indifferent, or I don't know. Maybe there's some social content. Maybe they're trying to drive numbers uh, into their social channels. Maybe it's just as simple as that. Kyle Yeomans, Cowboys Network, with us here on the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. We are live at the Baylor Club. And, and Kyle, uh, sticking with the coaching staff right now, you mentioned him a few minutes ago, Dan Quinn, and the opportunity for him to stay here as the defensive coordinator. I, I know there's some interest in Dan Quinn, but I don't know how much interest in Dan Quinn is right now. Maybe Seattle has the lead in that in that race. But mm-hmm. for Dan Quinn, 
doesn't he have to be kind of careful here? And I know that a lot of guys want to be a head coach, but this will be the second stint for him. If he stumbles and falls again on this second stint, there's not going to be a third opportunity. He's got a pretty good deal in Dallas being the defensive coordinator. He's a really good defensive coordinator. Some guys are just built for that. Not a head coach, but that coordinator job. Do you think yeah. that he might rethink that and say, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and run this back with Mike again? we got a pretty good defense, and really, for the Cowboys, in my opinion, I may be wrong, but that defense was banged up going into that Green Bay game. He didn't have all his weapons at the end of the season that maybe he did earlier in the season when they were so good. So, I mean, you look at what he's going to get back. I, I, If I'm Dan Quinn, I say, you know what, I'm pretty comfortable. Yeah, I think there's an element to that. The, the last couple of years, I think he's made that decision. But he's also he's a competitor, and, and you want to compete to be the best at what you do. And in order to be the best, you have to be a head coach. And you, you talked about how this is his second opportunity, opportunity, and if it fails, it's probably his final opportunity as a head coach. That's, that's one element to it. But he can also look at it as a fact is I was successful as a coordinator in Seattle. I was successful as a coordinator in Dallas. If this doesn't work out, I can very easily be a defensive coordinator somewhere following my tenure as a head coach. So why not give it a shot in the right situation? I, I agree with you to a certain extent. If he's looking at the Carolina job, no, don't don't just leave Dallas to go f- coach for the Panthers. But Seattle is a great opportunity. Well, L.A., you at least have a, a brand-new stadium and a, and a new quarterback and a new facility you have things there that are that are intriguing. Atlanta, you've got pieces on offense, and then if you can turn things around on defense. Now, that might not work out just because Atlanta doesn't want to interview Dan Quinn because they don't want to bring him back in that element. But there's good opportunities for these coordinators and these coaches out there to say, hey, there's, there's some really sought-after positions that are open this season. And I, I think Dan Quinn's up at the top of the list, especially with the Seahawks, because there's ways that, that he – can affect that organization in ways he can fit into that organization that would really just be a natural fit and something that I think both parties would be excited about. And now obviously the Cowboys already announced they're retaining McCarthy, and you mentioned it earlier. If they have the chance to bring Dan Quinn back, it seems like something Jerry would want to do. And and these things come after the exit interviews with coaches and and players and things. And you're you're in the building. you're, You're around these guys. Is there anything to say that they weren't responding to, you know, the coach and, and, and the defensive coordinator? You know, obviously it doesn't come through on the field in, in the playoffs, but three straight 12-win seasons, there is something to say there that they like playing for these guys and there is a respect there and that they're responding to them. It's not like the message has gone stale, has it? No, not at all. I think, if anything, there would have been frustration with Mike McCarthy leaving from the players. The players really do enjoy playing for Mike, and – He's, he has that locker room rolling in the right direction. Dak Prescott talked about it on, on Sunday following the loss. He, he said, if you're going to look at Mike McCarthy and look at his job, then throw me in the list because I'm in the same area. I, I really do think there's a trust there. Now, winning solves a lot, and you won 12 games this year. You won 12 games each of the last three years. Uh, if you continue to lose in the playoffs, I think that can soil I think if you lose in the regular season going into this year, there may be a conversation uh, from this this front office that, hey, if if Mike loses the locker room, maybe we've got to make a a move there. Uh, 
but it really right now where this team stands, even after a historic loss like that to Green Bay, I think there's a lot of confidence between the players and the coaching staff and vice versa. This is a team that believes in each other, and uh, it just didn't work out this time around, which I know Cowboys fans probably don't want to hear that because they want it to work out. They want it to, to work in their favor, and it, it's been too long since it has. So I get the frustration, but I think from – a professional standpoint, these these teams and these players believe in each other and believe in the coaches that are here. Twelve wins in the season, and, and I get what you're saying, and and I agree. I mean, they believe in each other. You you can't put twelve wins in a season together if you don't. But how in the world do you go into a playoff game and no show on your home field where you've been so good, like the Cowboys did on this past weekend? Well, there are certain factors that play into that, too. I think the coaching staff deserves a significant amount of the blame. I think the uh, the players deserve a significant amount of blame. Maybe it's, it's a pressure standpoint, and, and maybe instead of trying to avoid and protect yourself from the pressures and the burdens that you've had on your shoulders for the last 27 years, maybe you embrace it and say, now it's time to end that drought, and now it's time to go and win it despite what has happened in the last 27, 28 years now. And you could see it. I mean, down 27 to nothing. Something wasn't right from a preparation standpoint. You something think? didn't click. <laughs> yeah, it, it, so it's not like they can even hide it. And I think Mike McCarthy did a nice job yesterday in his press conference of taking accountability and saying we weren't ready and we didn't win in the big game. And that's what we're here to do. We're here to win championships. We just haven't done that yet. Um, and, and he knows just as much pressure is on because while Jerry Jones brought back Mike McCarthy, they did it in a, in a, uh, they did it in a medium way. They said, we're not going to re we're not going to re-sign you. We're not going to extend you. You're going to have this one year. And, and, and the understanding is there that if you do not succeed in the playoffs, we will be moving on as a head coach. So I, I think there is a lot on the table for Mike McCarthy and the pressure is on moving forward, so this team's going to have to find a way to respond or they're going to have to find a way to, to fit in elsewhere in the NFL. And, Kyle, looking at these, these next few months, I mean, you know more than almost anybody else, the, the scrutiny and the, the under-the-microscope aspect of playing with and being surrounded with the Cowboys, right? And they're, they're more under the microscope than maybe any other NFL team. And so yeah. with that plus the controversial retention of the head coach and guy star players coming up on contract years. Do you think this offseason is going to have even more attention than the normal Cowboys season, and, and do you think that could impact the team in a negative way? Uh, could it impact the team in a negative way? Certainly if, if they don't attack it the right way. Uh, but I, I think, if anything, they use it as a motivation. At least they should use it as a motivation. <laughs> and I, that's exactly what Mike McCarthy was talking about. He understands that this is not a normal NFL franchise. This is the Dallas Cowboys for a reason. And there's there's going to be extra, extra scrutiny on it. And I think every year it's always been the joke, right, it's of, hey, the Cowboys believe it's their year. They're, they're going to lose in the playoffs. And, with as well as you were set up to win in, in 2023 and the way you were the number two seed and you had two home games paving the way to an NFC title game and then you, you, you end up losing the way that you do, I, I think there's there's added elements to that. And, and Cowboys fans are tired of being bullied by that, right? I mean, that mm-hmm. that looming factor of, of having that playoff uh, incapability is still there. 
So I think this offseason is going to have more eyes than any of them. I think it's going to be more important than any offseason over the last couple of years. And there's, there's more of a way for it to go wrong, but there's also going to be more of a way to turn it in your favor and make sure things go in your, in your favor and go the right way. Cal Yeomans from the Cowboys Network with us here in the press box on ESPN Central Texas. We're live at the Baylor Club. And, Kyle, this offseason you talk about things that need to go right. Well, Dak Prescott's going to have to have his contract re- reworked and probably extended and probably looking at what the market calls for. He may be the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL just because of where we are in paying players right now. CeeDee Lamb's going to have to get reworked. Micah Parsons coming up is going to have to be reworked. I mean, how important is it for Jerry to get these right and make sure that he still has room to add some talent around these guys? Yeah, it's crucial. It's absolutely crucial. I mean, Dak Prescott, $60 million captive going into next year right now. You're going to have to extend him and restructure him to even clear some of that space. And you'll, you'll get some extra help just because – the salary cap will balloon a little bit. Like, it'll it'll expand into what it is, uh, a higher standard next year. But you, you've got to make some moves. you got to go find a, a, a capable running game, whether that's on the offensive line, whether that's whoever's running the ball themselves. you got to find some way to stop the run significantly. And I, I said this on one of our shows earlier this week, but this is a team that has been – used to drafting well and has relied on their personnel department to, to provide input every single draft class. Mm-hmm. You can't do that anymore, especially after the way that the 2023 class kind of laid an egg this season as rookies. You had a great contribution from 2020, 2021, 2022. You didn't get it from 2023, and it put you in a spot. You could have loved to use Mozzie Smith and Luke Schoonmaker uh, and, and DeMarvian Overshone as all three key pieces of a team that needed uh, a run stuffer, that needed a blocking tight end, that needed a, a linebacker at the second level. But the fact of the matter is, whether it was injuries or lack of production, you didn't get that this year. So now you've got to say, okay, let's be aggressive in free agency and let's make something happen. So, yeah, I think it's, it's of the utmost importance early on to, for Jerry Jones to, to rework some of those deals, to find some sort of cap room, and then take advantage whenever things matter the most. Kyle, on the theme of Dak Prescott, are fans and pundits, myself very much included in this, are we forgetting how well he was playing just a month, a month and a half ago, or does it kind of start and end with the playoff record that he's put up in Dallas? Has it been unfair? Um, I, unfair. I don't. I don't think it's unfair because he's he's two and five in the postseason, and he's one and three with with Mike McCarthy. So yeah, I, I think that's a fair assessment. You have you have two individuals that the record is attached to your name, and that is the the head coach and the uh, and the the quarterback. And so yeah, whenever you're losing these games, sure you can play as as lights out in the regular season as you want to, and I think fans are probably forgetting that. But it doesn't matter until you get into the postseason. you got to have some success, and, and that's kind of where he's at right now. I think he's deep diving himself probably this offseason and saying, how do I have better success when it matters the most and make sure that when things do come down to it, you got to take advantage and, and win those games. You just haven't done that yet. Cal Yeomans, Cowboys Network, with us here in the press box on ESPN Central Texas. Cal. You got some uh, basketball coming up this weekend. Where can we find you? 
Yeah, I'll be on uh, ESPN Plus down in Waco, Texas, the new Foster Pavilion. Really excited about that. 2 p.m. Uh, Central Time tomorrow. Got the Texas Legends tonight and tomorrow on Valley Sports Southwest. So you can catch that on your television screens as well. So Texas Legends, Rio Grande Valley uh, tonight, tomorrow night, and then a little Baylor Lady Bear basketball put in the middle. So really excited about uh, this weekend. Just unfortunate that I'm not preparing for a divisional round game on Sunday, too. <laughs> Kyle Yeomans, Cowboys Network with us. Kyle, safe travels, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week, man. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. We'll talk to you soon. All right, there he goes, Kyle Yeomans, Cowboys Network. And, I, you know, I get it. It's, it is it is what it is at this right. point. And, and we can complain and moan that what are they doing and bringing will, him back? By the way. And we, we will. will. We will continue will. will. <laughs> but it, it it's not going to change anything. Right. Mike McCarthy's not going anywhere. Dak Prescott's not going anywhere. He can't. They can't yeah. move him. I mean – you don't want CD to go anywhere. He's the right. best wide receiver right. in the league. Parsons, you want to stay. Yeah, yeah. And, and Parsons, yeah, he – I get it. For Micah Parsons, in in my mind, he's got to get over I'm getting held every play and just go play the game. Yeah, and I think – And I think that that hurt him in that playoff game. Yeah. Wind and moan the last two weeks of the season, and it, we don't get any holding calls. Just go play the game. Just go be who you are and play the game. And, and I do find it interesting, and this is, I mean, this is football, and it has been for a while, that so much is going to fall on Dak Prescott and obviously does not have a good game, does not have a good playoff record. I'm not saying you shouldn't criticize him, but for as much of a difference maker as Micah Parsons is on the other side of the ball, the way he has really helped you win games and, and his time with the Cowboys, there's got to be some criticism there, too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just on the quarterback or or just on the coach. You know, for as much as we heard about McCarthy and Prescott this week, and we've contributed to that, of course, we haven't heard nearly as much about Dan Quinn or about Micah Parsons and, and kind of no-showing in this in this big game, this biggest game of the season. Um, and th- there's plenty of blame to be spread around, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And, oh, there's no doubt. And you're right. It, it, it's, it is what it is, and I'm just wondering what Cowboys fans – take as positives going into next year you know you've seen really good teams the last couple of years here and it hasn't come close to working out to be quite honest with you when it comes to the playoffs and so i'm just wondering what you look at for the positives going into next season i I don't know that there's a whole lot in my opinion i I really don't want to be too doom and gloom but i mean it it, it doesn't matter if you win 12 games next year it does not which is a really good regular season but it doesn't matter we've done that before we've been there and we've done that what, what is different in winning 12 and 8-8 eight and eight, if you go out in the first round of the playoffs? I mean, they won just as many Zero. playoff games as the Patriots and the Panthers this year. Like, you yeah. know, what, who cares? We're live at the Baylor Club. Join now and no dues until March if given back in club certificates. Come by the Baylor Club, one-month complimentary dues and no initiation fee. That's huge. And you'll always find uh, a good place to bring some friends and if you're thinking about graduation parties, it's not too early. Friday and Saturday lunch and dinner reservations, members and non-members. Parties up to 25, elevated chefs, table, and array of fine dining options. They can help your event with 10 to 1,000 people here at the Baylor Club. And we will be here with ESPN Central Texas all day long. We'll take the break. When we come back, I think she's back. Baylor women's basketball on 104.9 FM with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman. The Baylor women back in action Saturday in Foster Pavilion hosting UCF in Big 12 play. 
1.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 2 p.m. tip-off Saturday on 104.9 FM. Tune into Baylor Women's Basketball on 104.9 FM. Don't miss the premier gun show in Waco at the Base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. Over 600 tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Everything you can imagine, whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or military collection. They have what you're looking for. Visit their website, wacogunshow.com, or call 817-732-1194. The premier gun show in Waco at the Base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. Save big on your next pre-owned car or truck at Richard Carr. Well-qualified buyers can get a pre-owned 2021 Nissan Versa for $196 a month or a pre-owned 2021 Buick Encore for $286 a month or a pre-owned 2018 Chevy Silverado for $360 a month. 100 thoroughly inspected pre-owned vehicles are on the lot and priced to sell. 100% approval is always our goal. Call, log on, or get here now for the New Year New Ride pre-owned savings event at Richard Carr. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. Combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixins. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Chronic pain can be very bossy. What do I mean? It tells you what you can or can't do. Sometimes it even has the audacity to keep you from working. I missed almost three weeks of work, and I was no longer able to play tennis. The pain was really debilitating sometimes. I missed Thanksgivings. Abby was ready to put the bossy bad back in her past. And that's when she discovered QC Kinetics and their non-surgical treatments for pain. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in advanced regenerative medicine with tens of thousands of satisfied patients, people who have experienced real lasting relief without drugs and without surgery. It has just been the most life-changing, amazing experience. Not only life-changing, but career-saving. I get to continue to do the career that I love. I'm playing tennis again. Stop letting that joint pain boss you around. Start with a free consultation at QC Kinetics. Call QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100. That's 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. Steve Myatt, a Stiefel Financial Advisor, is a proud supporter of the Baylor Bears. Since 1890, Stiefel Financial Advisors like Steve Myatt have guided investors seeking to build wealth for future generations. Call Steve Myatt at 254 254- 399-7450 to schedule an appointment or stop by Stiefel Waco office located at 1200 West Highway 6, Stiefel, Nicholas and Company Incorporated. Member SIPC and NYSC. Mosby's Land Management is a family-owned business that's been serving the Central Texas area for over 20 years. We're an all-inclusive land management company that provides services such as tree trimming and removal, stump grinding, land cleaning and clearing, mulching services, demolition, cleanup, haul-off, culvert installation. Give a local Central Texas company an opportunity to work for you on your farm, ranch, personal property. Give me, Mosby, a call, 254-749-1648, or check us out on Facebook. I'll treat your place like it's my own. Spanning the globe. 
to bring you the constant variety of sport, the thrill of victory, and the agony of defeat. The human drama of athletic competition. It's time for Stephanie Sports Talk, sponsored by Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair, Epperson Tractor, Lafayette Restaurant and Cantina, King Ranch Turfgrass, Mosby's Land Management, Myatt Fuels, and now, here's Stephanie. Join us for the bail. Stop. Okay, here we go. Sounded a little bass in your voice there for a second. <laughs> We're joining you. <laughs> you got out of control for a second, but I'm. I'm I don't know what's going on now. in the studio right now. now. I'm afraid <laughs> to ask what's we going on in that one studio. Time. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. But I'm here. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Ta-da. Ta-da. <laughs> yeah, you missed your cue. Oh, <laughs> man, I'll tell you. It's Friday, you know. It's Friday, so. Yes, but, it is. You know. Are you excited fly. it's Friday? I am because that means it's football weekend. Oh. You got big plans this weekend, Steph? No, I never have big plans. Well. <laughs> Just watch football. <laughs> so. It's the best kind of plans. I know. But speaking of football, you know, everyone's getting, we're getting ready for the games this weekend. Super Bowl is right around the corner, right around the corner. Yep. And we know that Usher is going to be doing the halftime show. So, are you excited about that? Yeah. Cam? Uh, I, I was never really a big Usher fan. I, I, I mean, couldn't I'm sure tell you. It's not a good show, but I'm sure know. he does, but I couldn't tell you one thing he does. I just, I don't. I yeah, don't know. For me, I don't know. I haven't had a song that I really liked by him and. Yeah. 20 years or so. That one time. Nobody 20 has. Years? 20 years. <laughs> has he been around that long? Like, really? He's been yeah. around a long yeah. time. Yeah, a long, long time. Turn of the century. There's no, there's nobody, this like, century. waiting around for the new Usher right. track to drop. He, he has just as much a career as 50 Cent does now. 50 Cent. Yeah, one. don't say cents because I, I got yelled at for saying cents the other day. <laughs> that was an homage. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so anyways, I was on the Googles, as you guys know, where I like to go really? for my information. Yes. Uh-huh. And they had a poll out, and people okay. voted on the top 13 all-time favorite halftime shows. Now, mm. I'm going to go. I can, tell you, I can tell you who number one is without even looking at that list. Oh, I know. I know. You and I are on the same page. But when I go through this list, Ward, there's someone here I'm like, yeah, I don't think so. But here okay. we, okay, so here we go. Number 13 was in 2016, Bruno Mars. He had Beyonce and Coldplay with Chris Martin, and his uh, his song that was hitting the charts was Uptown Funk. Do y'all remember yeah. that? Yeah, I Uptown remember Funk it. really good. I, mean, it to you. I, I, I like it. I did too. And I I'm, will, o- I'm okay with it being 13. Yeah, I mean, I do like Bruno Mars. He's very, very talented. And I do like some of his music. But that was number 13. Number 12 was in 2004 with Janet Jackson and the famous Justin Timberlake and that whole mess up on the stage. Exactly. That, that, that should be higher up on the list just for the malfunction. <laughs> <laughs> As a kid, that was one of my favorites. Yeah, I <laughs> <You> bet. <laughs> I bet. Good Super Bowl, too. Um, number 11 was in 2015. Uh, Katy Perry. I wasn't a big fan. She I, could be off the list for my concern. I mean, yeah. I think she's overrated, really. Um, I don't know. Just no. no. She, she needs to be behind both of those. Yeah. By yeah. a long shot. Exactly. I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't put her in the top 13. 
shows. I did not. I don't even. I wouldn't even chosen her for the halftime show personally. Well, I mean, she must have a really good agent and manager to get that gig. That's all no, I know. She, yeah, she was pretty. Fans, she was pretty hot at that time. Yeah. Oh, at that time, she probably had ten number one singles in the previous two or three years. Yeah, well, I mean, and she I, was, not my kind of music, but she was big. Yeah, yeah she was I, knocking it out of the park. And the, at now. that time too, she was the number one person being followed on social media. So well, there you go. There you go. Okay, number ten in 1993, Michael Jackson. That is way, way, way too low. I think so too. I mean, I think he would that be in my be top number, five. That should be number two. Yeah, agreed. All right, number nine. I mean, look. Yeah. Wait, let's stay with Michael Jackson for just a second. What okay. number did you say he was? He was voted number ten, which I think that's insanity. Michael Jackson exactly. is one of the most famous entertainers. Ever. That I know. Show. I know. The show was awesome. I remember it. Was it and unbelievable. it was good. Yes. So I don't. I, I, and I will say the best concert I've ever been to is Michael in my Jackson. Life, Michael Jackson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Thriller Tour. Stadium, right? Yeah. At yep. Texas Stadium. That's yep. a pretty iconic thing to Best to concert I've ever to. been to. And I didn't even want to go to it. I was like, really? We're going to go see Michael Jackson? Okay. Here we go. And you, and you, brought, and you enjoyed it. And glad you went. I was a huge wins. fan afterwards. Yeah. Huge fan afterwards. Yeah. put on a show. Yes. Yeah, uh, that's way too low. That's, yeah, I agree. Whoever I made totally this agree. list is lost as a ball in high weeds. Yeah, or well, they're my age. Don't blame me. I just got it off the giggles. I'm, done, I'm fine <laughs> with it. I'm just saying. I'm going to say Michael Jackson is, that's way too low for him. I agree. All right, number nine in 2005 was Paul McCarthy. And that should be right behind Michael Jackson Paul at number McCarthy. three. Okay. Or McCarty. He's a beetle. McCartney. For goodness oh, sake. McCarthy. Oh, there we go. Oh, I don't know. I wasn't a big It's not Michael. <laughs> it's Mike Mike's big brother. <laughs> it could have been. No, it couldn't. He's going to be the next Cowboys was defensive he, coordinator. So he was he was on that British evasion thing y'all were talking about. Yes, uh, he was. He, he was, was a beetle. Beatles. I, I know he a, was. Can I tell a quick story of what this reminds me of? One what? time when I was in college, one time when I was in college, there was this girl wearing a Beatles shirt. Yeah. And it was a, an exam day. So once you turned in your exam, you kind of had to sit there and be quiet. And the professor was trying to, like, make small talk. And she goes, who's your favorite Beatle? And this girl goes, uh, honestly, I don't, I don't know any. <laughs> and I, I had this thought in my head that I don't know why it was the first thing that popped into my head, but I think it's the, still the prevailing thought. Not being able to name a single Beatle. That to me is equivalent to not being able to name a U.S. president. Yeah. Oh gosh! All mega famous, all of them. Yes. Like, at least anybody knows John Lennon. Anybody knows the sitting president, right? I right. thought his right. name was John Lemon. Oh, oh my gosh! Steph. Don't don't. Steph, were you in any classes with me in college? <laughs> <laughs> if only I was your age, Kim. Oh. How, how could you not know the Beatles? Well, there was what Ringo Starr or something. Oh, right, you're or already, something. Already doing better. Already doing better. Or okay. something. Named one. Okay. You can't say you can't say Ringo Starr or something. Well, at least this I didn't. The, at least I didn't say Ringo. He was either a Beatle or he's a used car salesman with a bunch of commercials. I can't remember which one. But okay, okay, stop making fun of me. Let's move oh, on. Stephanie, it's all good fun. I know. We're gonna have to play you some Beatles. Oh I don't gosh. even. I couldn't. Even, they saying that. Stop it! Don't even say submarine. that. Don't even. Don't even say that. Don't even say that. Stop it. Move on to the list. Okay, the next <laughs> case. Don't say don't you can't name that. This. Stop yeah. it. Stop <laughs> it. Number eight, 2017, <laughs> and this I was like, oh please, Lady Gaga. 
Uh, oh, she jumped from the ceiling? I think yeah. that's all I remember from it. Yeah, I don't remember that one very much. I, I thought mean, it was I good. I didn't think there. it was, like, mind-blowing I, great. I, it, it certainly is not ahead of Michael Jackson or Paul McCartney. Oh, the Beatle guy. <laughs> yeah, the Beatle guy. <laughs> all right, number oh. seven, which I think this one should have been higher also, is the Rolling Stones Absolutely. in 2006. Absolutely. I mean, that, oh, no, come the on. Was the controversial one. Yeah. yeah. That, was good, that was a good show. Yeah, I'd, I'd put the Stones. A little maybe higher. Right there, a little bit, maybe a little bit higher, yeah. They, All can, right. still do, they can still do a they show. Can, they, still, they still have they still shows. Have They're still like touring. The highest hey, grossing Mi- tours of the year. If you don't know anything about Mick Jagger, he is, I, did, I just learned this a couple months ago. He's pretty amazing. He, he not only speaks fluent Spanish, he speaks the different dialects. So he knows the difference between when he's performing in, say, Mexico, and when he's performing in Spain, Spain. or yeah. in South or Central so America, he, he adapt. He, he knows the different dialects and adapts. I just think it's amazing That's enough to be fluent impressive. in Spanish. To be that good at it is really, really mind-blowing. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. He's smart. He's smarter than me, probably. Just to, <laughs> just to be a great songwriter is an unbelievable talent. Go out on the limb. So. <laughs> All right, number six, and I was like, eh. And if anyone is a big fan, um, please forgive me, but in 2013, Beyonce. Eh. Eh. I don't even remember that show. I, I remember I like it. I, I don't should. think it was that She's good. But the other thing about it is, oh, again, I'm going to step on my stool and say, not better than Michael Jackson, not better than Paul McCartney. Okay? The Beatle guy. All right. The Beatle guy. Number five. Beetlejuice. Be- Ooh, that was a movie. Okay, number five. 2009 was Bruce Springsteen and E Street Band. I'm okay with that. That was a really good show. Yeah. I'm okay with I'm that. I'm not a humongous Springsteen fan. That was I remember that was a really good show. Yeah. Okay. Number four in 2012, Madonna. Now uh, I've seen now I've seen her in concert. I, I I think the name alone, Madonna, puts her on that list I because guess. that halftime show was not that great. It wasn't, but I have seen her in concert, and she puts on a great concert. Now, of course. I saw her when I was in college when, you know, it was Papa Don't Preach stuff. Um, mm-hmm. When she, you know, that That tour. was a different Madonna. Yeah, <laughs> and Vogue and all that. But, uh, yeah, it was, she, she's a good entertainer, but I don't know that I'd put her in the top five. No, I mean, just because, I mean, her name alone puts her on this list. Mm-hmm. But the performance at that halftime show, it really was, I think it more people would say it was a letdown than top five performance. That's true. All right, number three in 2022, Dr. Dre and Friends. Remember nope, that? Nope, nope, nope. That belongs at 13. Yeah, it's just a nostalgia thing. I mean, I, mean, I like yeah. all those artists that were there, but I, yeah, okay. They're all great, but that I, performance not was not, not that great. I don't I'd know. It, I, I'd put it on here, but, I, yeah, I, I would be kind would of Would you put it ahead of Michael Jackson no, or Paul McCartney? Absolutely not. No. I have seen the Michael Jackson one on YouTube, and I don't think I would put it over that, no. 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 All right, number two. This was in two thousand and two, and it was you two. Oh, that's that's my pick. Okay. Oh, that's really? I'm good with that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I can. I'm a sucker for. It, it had like the nostalgia. It had the patriotism. That it was right yeah. after nine eleven. It's. It, it was, was a, a great it was a show. Great show. Yeah, when they had the names rolling down streets have no name. Yeah. I'm all in on that. Yeah. That's also the Patriots fan in me. That's kind of instilled it's as still, part of the I mean, history. It's, it's you two. <laughs> It, it is a great, yeah. And they're a great band. And I don't think they've put out a really good song since. Nope. I don't think I don't so. Know. I don't know when they dropped their last album. It's got to have been a long a time ago. ago. Yeah. A long time ago. All right, number one. 
This is my favorite and Ward, I know it's gonna be I yours too. In two thousand and seven. Prince. Purple no rain, baby, yeah. purple rain. Purple rain. Not a better halftime show ever in the Super Bowl than Prince in Miami when he's playing he Purple Rain, rain yeah. and it was actually raining in I the stadium. Know. And remember, if you remember, they wanted to stop it and have him not play the guitar and all. And he was like, nope, I'm playing. And he did it in the rain. So that's my number one. And those are your top 13 all-time favorite halftime shows. We'll see if Usher can make it on that list this year. I doubt it. I would say he's not going to take over yeah. in the number one spot. Well, depending on who's writing this, he might be like number four next year. Yeah, right? he might be. It depends on who's writing. That Prince show is great. I'm not like a huge Prince fan or anything. Oh, I'm. But oh, like, I like Prince him. Fan. I like him. Um, he is one of the most impressive artists ever. If you look at like the back of his records, backup vocals. Oh, he did it all. Producing. He there does was, all of it. There He's was like two albums. There it's was incredible. two albums that he put out that he played every track. On the album, and did all the vocals on the album. Total mm-hmm. solo, but it was an. It sounded like an orchestra. Like that's a He's legit, unbelievable. Purple Rain. He was like like twenty. 20 yeah, he like a, a genius, an absolute genius. And I was actually on a flight one time, uh, and remember Sheila E. that played with him. He yes. she was actually sitting next to me, and I was. She was very nice, but I was like, oh my goodness, and my daughter, I couldn't get her to stop crying, so she just started playing the drums on the. On the armrest of the oh. <laughs> the plane, and she's my daughter stopped crying. It was the weirdest thing, but yeah. Anyways, I don't know. We'll see what Usher can do. But that right. that's what there you, you go. got from me today, boys. Thanks, Steph. Thanks. Have a great weekend. You as well. All right, we'll get back into some football coming up next here on the Press Box Live at the Baylor Club. And don't forget, you can join now. No dues until March if given back in club certificates. Come by the Baylor Club, one-month complimentary dues, and no initiation fee if you come by today. Be on the lookout for their social media platform. Also, for basketball tickets at the Foster. We're back to the Press Box right after this. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Witt Building Supplies, your one and only trusted building supplies company, now has two locations, same great quality, same great prices, two great locations, Gatesville in Marlin. Witt Building Supplies proudly offer a comprehensive selection of metal building systems to meet all your construction needs. With our extensive range of materials, we ensure you'll have everything you need. Commitment to quality and customer satisfaction, we strive to exceed your expectations. Visit our new and second location in Marlin, Texas, just down the road from higher prices. Every day, InCommons Bank strives to be the best community bank in Central Texas. Each of their six Central Texas locations have a proud history in the communities they serve. In addition, InCommons Bank offers modern-day services to their customers, including mobile banking, where you can access your account night or day, insurance services to make sure you are covered, competitive home mortgage loans, and free business checking. At InCommons Bank, you can open your new account online. It's quick and easy. Learn more at InCommonsBank.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Don't miss the premier gun show in Waco at the base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. Over 600 tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Everything you can imagine, whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or military collection. They have what you're looking for. Visit their website, wacogunshow.com, or call 817-732-1194. The premier gun show in Waco at the base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. 
Rise and dine with the Fiesta Brunch at La Fiesta every Saturday morning. Come enjoy family recipes made from scratch, like huevos rancheros, breakfast enchiladas, chicken and waffles, or on the lighter side, avocado toast. And don't forget to try their Mexican coffee, fresh squeezed orange juice, or even a peach bellini. It's a Fiesta Brunch, La Fiesta, located off Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Hey folks, Gary Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. 2024 is here, and it couldn't be a better time to purchase your next new Chevrolet. For an example, Silverado is as much as $10,000 off. Traverses, $5,000 off. And the all-new Equinox, $3,000 off. And we also have the largest selection of new and pre-owned inventory folks that we've seen in years. And we don't play any of the games or gimmicks, just honesty and transparency. So give us a call, 840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember folks, we're only a heartbeat away at McGregor, or treat you like family. Find new roads. Witt Building Supplies, your one and only trusted building supplies company, now has two locations. Same great quality, same great prices, two great locations. Gatesville in Marlin. Witt Building Supplies proudly offer a comprehensive selection of metal building systems to meet all your construction needs. With our extensive range of materials, we ensure you'll have everything you need. Commitment to quality and customer satisfaction. We strive to exceed your expectations. Visit our new and second location in Marlin, Texas, just down the road from higher prices. Steve Myatt, a Stiefel Financial Advisor, is a proud supporter of the Baylor Bears. Since 1890, Stiefel Financial Advisors like Steve Myatt have guided investors seeking to build wealth for future generations. Call Steve Myatt at 254-399-7450 to schedule an appointment or stop by Stiefel Waco office located at 1200 West Highway 6, Stiefel, Nicholas and Company Incorporated. Member SIPC and NYSC. Baylor Bear Basketball, all season long, here on ESPN Central Texas. It's the Bears and the Longhorns in Austin on Saturday. 10.30 a.m. for the countdown to tip-off. 11 a.m. tip-off Saturday. Join Baylor Athletics Hall of Famer Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris, for Baylor Bear Basketball, right here on ESPN Central Texas. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. And welcome back to the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas. Nice job, Aaron Sexton. Little Prince bringing us back to the Baylor Club. Understood the assignment. Yes, very nice. Don't forget, members, right now at the uh, Baylor Club, you can join with no dues until March if given back in club certificates. And you can come by the Baylor Club for one-month complimentary dues and no initiation fee. Cameron, that's a great deal here at the Baylor Club. And, look, if you come to the Baylor Club and you just experience it one time, you're going to go, oh, I need to be a member. I need to be a member. Yeah, I've got to do this because it's just 
the the view that you have here, the atmosphere, the way they take care of you, it's none better in Waco, Texas. There's really not. Even if you come up here just to say hi to Ward and I and you see the layout that they have at this buffet, you, you're in. You <laughs> yeah. are in. I yeah. mean, trust me, we are salivating over here, getting ready to get this show over so we can have some food. But th- this is, I mean, the, the view, the the hospitality like you talked about, I mean, everyone has been so gracious to us since we've been in here, and we ain't even paying members yet. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is truly a one-of-a-kind place here in Waco. I love it here. College football is uh, a lot of movement and shaking going on in college football right now, as you would expect this time of year, not only in the transfer portal, but the coaching changes that are being made. And, well, one caught my eye, Cam, and it is Northwestern State Oklahoma has hired former NFL coach Jerry Glavin as its new defensive coordinator. You'll remember Glavin as the head coach of the Oilers from 86 to 90 and the Falcons from 90 to 93 and Gladville, and he... Look, he, he is a, a character, to say the least. Yes. Has and, one of my favorite traditions, personally. Yeah. He I, used to leave tickets for Elvis for every He game, absolutely did. in case. He absolutely how, did. How old is he? Does it say he there? is 82 years 80s. old. 82 years old. And he's going to be the defensive coordinator at Northwestern Oklahoma State. Wow. Jerry Glanville. You really hadn't heard that name in a while. No. Is he doing a favor for somebody? I, I, I don't. I, I think and he, he was, just I mean, wants he to was, coach. He was a good coach, by the way. I mean, I, I, he was an outstanding coach. Yeah, he's one of those like great coaches to not win a Super Bowl. I don't even think he ever coached in a Super Bowl, but always had good teams, man. He's like the Mike Vrabel of his day, you know. And for Northwestern, Oklahoma, I know some coaches that are there, and I know some players that are there, and. Oh, by the way, they happen to be red and black in their colors, so okay. he can go he's and stay that, his tradition yeah. of the all black. Yes. Attire that he liked to wear, so uh, does that? Does that? It's do just going to be fun. Yeah. I, now let me ask you this though: Does it do anything in terms of recruiting to have a name like that? Oh yeah, I does think it, it does. Okay. Still I'm, to this I, day, as much removed as he is from the NFL, I don't know, but with the opportunity of the internet and kids to be able to go on and get on YouTube and look at it, they have probably a little bit more newfound respect than you would have 20 years ago with that name coming back to college football. You'd probably go, yeah, my dad remembers him, but I don't. But nowadays you can go look at it. I remember when Singletary said he wanted the Baylor job Mm -hmm. after Bryles was fired, and I thought, well, that's great to be in living rooms for the players' dads who saw him, but does he really, even even as a pro football Hall of Famer, one of the best to ever play his position, does that hold weight with 16-, 17-year-old kids? But, I, don't, I mean, if you're going to Northwestern Oklahoma State, no, no disrespect to them, but you're playing at one of those lower levels to have a guy who is coached at the very highest level, that's got to be an advantage over some of the other schools that are recruiting you, I guess. I would think so at that level, Yeah, no doubt. His most recent coaching job was for Alabama Airborne, and major league football in 2022. So he just likes coaching ball. Man. He just likes he coaching just ball. He just stayed around. Yeah. Okay. Uh, good for him, you yeah. know. Good for him to be able to hang out there. How about Ohio State? Mm. Does this surprise you at all that Bill O'Brien is going to join Ryan Day's Ohio State staff as the offensive coordinator? You know, at, fir- it, at first it did because I was like, you know, 
Bill O'Brien's been around the NFL a lot. You know, I know he's coached in college, both with Alabama and the head coach at Penn State, but he just seems like an NFL guy. And then I remembered all those Patriots games I watched this year. Mm -hmm. And I think, well, maybe this is a good spot for him to to go down a level but be at one of the very best programs in in all of college football. And, yeah, if you're Ryan Day, again, I think it gets overblown how how hot his seat is. Um, But – you know, you're looking to get back into the Big Ten Championship and beat Michigan again. Um, you know, they're getting weaker in the Michigan staff. And so you're bringing in a guy with NFL experience who's run some really good offenses in college, too. Um, I think this is a good move for Ohio State and probably as good as Bill O'Brien was going to get in this cycle, I'd say. Even with the coaching changes in the NFL, I don't know that he was going to get an NFL OC job right away. I I don't think so either. Maybe with the variable connection, maybe, but I don't know. I I think for me, and Bill O'Brien, and watching how his career has been going, he bounces around a lot. A lot, yeah. And that doesn't make me real comfortable about putting him in charge of my offense or whatever it is. I mean, because he seems like all of a sudden you hear his name pop up here, that it pops up here. I mean, he was at Alabama. He was at New England. He was at – I mean, he just keeps popping up and keeps popping up. Now, is he a good offensive coordinator? I think so. But I don't think – I don't think he lets his rear end get very comfortable anywhere. No. And I would And say I think this. that's on him more than it is anything else. Sure. And, and I would say this. I do still think he's a good offensive coordinator, but the last time he had a real dynamite offense was 10, 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. It was when he had Brady as his quarterback. And it was one season at Alabama, it was pretty good. But When he had Bryce Young. Yes. The Heisman Trophy winner. So it's, it's kind of few and far between for him, I'd say. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, we're live at the Baylor Club. Come by and see us. They've got a special for you going on right now where you can get one-month complimentary, no dues, and no initiation fee here at the Baylor Club. The buffet set up and ready for you to come by and join us here at the Baylor Club. We'll be here all afternoon. J-Mo will follow us, followed by the Matt Mosley Show right here live at the Baylor Club. We'll take the break. When we come back, we'll talk some hoops as Baylor gets ready to take on Texas. And what in the world is going on in Austin? That's next from the Press Box. This is ESPN Central Texas. Witt Building Supplies, your one and only trusted building supplies company, now has two locations, same great quality, same great prices, two great locations, Gatesville and Marlin. Witt Building Supplies proudly offer a comprehensive selection, metal building systems to meet all your construction needs. With our extensive range of materials, we ensure you'll have everything you need. Commitment to quality and customer satisfaction, we strive to exceed your expectations. Visit our new and second location in Marlin, Texas, just down the road from higher prices. Every day, Incommons Bank strives to be the best community bank in Central Texas. Each of their six Central Texas locations have a proud history in the communities they serve. In addition, Incommons Bank offers modern-day services to their customers, including mobile banking, where you can access your account night or day, insurance services to make sure you are covered, competitive home mortgage loans, and free business checking. At Incommons Bank, you can open your new account online. It's quick and easy. Learn more at IncommonsBank.com. Member FDIC and Equal House. Housing lender. 
Don't miss the premier gun show in Waco at the base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. Over 600 tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Everything you can imagine, whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or military collection. They have what you're looking for. Visit their website, wacogunshow.com, or call 817-732-1194. The premier gun show in Waco at the base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Rise and dine with the Fiesta Brunch at La Fiesta every Saturday morning. Come enjoy family recipes made from scratch, like huevos rancheros, breakfast enchiladas, chicken and waffles, or on the lighter side, avocado toast. And don't forget to try their Mexican coffee, fresh squeezed orange juice, or even a peach bellini. It's a Fiesta Brunch. La Fiesta, located off Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. Did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion? Did you know that in Japan you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids? Or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine? Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor. I bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home. It's true! At the Foundation Doctor, we have our own proprietary solution called Stable Soil. Stable soil is a quick, inexpensive application that stabilizes the soil under your home. It's fast-acting, long-lasting, and puts a stop to those pesky cracks and sticking doors. Only the Foundation Doctor offers this revolutionary product, so give the doctor a call of the day at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. Back here on the press box, ahead of a obviously big football weekend, but college hoops they're always big here in big 12 country and tomorrow morning we got for you 11 a.m baylor versus the texas longhorns both teams looking for a win and joining us now we have the the best dressed man in local sports and he's also pretty darn good at his job too mr Corey mose covering the texas longhorns down there in austin for kvue Corey, how you been What's poppin'? I'm doing good, bro. I'm doing good. Glad to hear your voice. Glad to be on the on the show. And uh, man, God, I lead this Texas team. <laughs> you, you lead me right into it, man. It, it's good to have you here. I guess let's start there. What, what has happened to this Longhorn team that was picked third in the conference, top 15 to start the season? and now aren't even on any of the ESPN bracketology people's first eight out of the NCAA tournament. What is going on? Mm. Uh, that's a great question. I mean, because there's a lot of things that come coming into the season. You're right. There's a lot of expectations. Of course, getting Max Aismith from Oral Roberts was a big-time transfer to come into the 40 acres. And, you know, he's been proving why he is one of the best scorers ever in college basketball history. He's averaging 18 points this year, but he can't do a bunch. So, I mean, that, that's that's what the bottom line is with this offense at Texas. You know, you have a bunch of guys on this roster that can do some gritty work, grab rebounds, get steals, get blocked shots, but 
not a lot of guys can put the ball in the hoop, and that's how you win games in basketball is by scoring points. I think that's what's been the problem so far. They haven't found another guy outside of maybe Dylan DeSue down low that can get buckets like that on a consistent basis. But the biggest problem to me from what I've seen is just down the stretch. I mean, they just can't finish games. There's a stat that came out that out of everybody in the Big 12, Texas is minus 51 in clutch time points. Hmm. Minus 51. Um, and that's just – you don't win games like that in college basketball, especially in this conference. And so I think that's been the biggest struggle is they can't close out games and they don't have anybody outside of Max Aisman that can do that. When you look at the Longhorns coming in, overall record at 12-5, and five, there's lots of high expectations for this basketball team coming in the season. There's no doubt about it. But being at 1-3, and three, I don't think anybody expected them to be looking for their first home win in conference play going into the fifth week or the fifth game of the season. No, definitely not. I mean, that, these first four games in the conference play with Texas Tech, Cincinnati, West Virginia, and UCF, in my eyes, was a let's figure this team out. Let's get some easy wins. Or I, I want to say easy because every game in this conference is tough, but you're favored in all these games, right? And so figure out, go into this weekend against Baylor 4-0 in conference, and then you hit this tough stretch of six straight ranked opponents. To me, that was the plan going into conference play, you know. And now you're looking at conference play 1-3 and three, and still going through this tough stretch of, six straight ranked teams, oh, my goodness. I mean, they're just in a situation now where it can it can go downhill fast if they don't figure out a solution. Or if they do a flip of a switch, they can raise their RPI a little bit, go, get back into that conversation of making the tournament because this is a perfect time to do so with these, with these opponents coming up. But it's not going to get any easier because the first four games was supposed to be the easiest stretch. But it hadn't turned out that way. And now we're going to see what they're made of on Saturday. And, and Corey, coming off that loss against UCF, um, they, they blow a 15-point lead in the second half. And amazingly, that, that isn't the story afterwards. In fact, your colleague gets the great video of Rodney Terry um, having it out with some UCF players in the handshake line that are doing the horns down. Just what do you make of that whole situation? Do you think that was just something that was emotional after a loss, or is that a microcosm of something bigger going on in this program and, and kind of how it's worn on them the first four games of this conference season? Man, that's a great question. And to be honest, uh, when, when I first saw it, the first thing that came to my mind was, don't let them beat you. Like, don't let them <laughs> beat you. Point, yeah. You know, like, don't let them beat you. And now, I, after after the whole situation and in the press conference, the one thing that I did agree with RT on, Roddy Terry, that is. Sorry, we call him RT. But the one thing that I do agree with Roddy Terry on is that, you know, coming into a hostile environment and doing it on someone else's floor, especially on Texas's floor, that is kind of, you know, rubbing it in their face a little bit. And during the handshake line where you're supposed to be respectable, sure. uh, that that did kind of make sense to me. You know, like, okay, cool, you're not at your home floor. You're at Texas home court, kind of being disrespectful. But then it still goes back to the, you know, don't let them win then. You know, you're up by 15 against this team who, by the way, was unanimously voted to finish last place in the Big 12. Let's not forget, this team isn't good, this UF team, to be honest, compared to everybody else in the conference. But they were good enough to beat Texas. You know, 
they're good enough to come back from double digits. And I think that is one thing that was frustrating to Roddy Terry in that moment is that he knew he had a better team, and he also knew he let that game slip away, especially when you're up by double digits with 10 minutes left to go in the second half. And I think he knew he had a lot of questions to answer in that press conference, and the last thing he wanted to see was somebody putting horns down in their faces. And so, yeah, it, it definitely was a microcosm of a lot of different things. But I don't, I don't think there's an underlining, I guess, worry. You know, Ronnie Terry's a very confident coach. He believes in this in his squad. And he, to me, I feel like he also does think that this is a very top three team in the Big 12. And they just got to flip of a switch. They just got to figure it out. But right now, they just haven't. And for them to get that horns down by a UCF team who wasn't projected to be good this year, yeah, it, it may have hurt. It definitely may have hurt them. And with the parity in this conference, it doesn't get any easier, as you mentioned just a few no. minutes ago. When they worked into this schedule at the top half, they thought, okay, this is where we're going to make a little bit of hay and then see what happens going down the back half of this schedule. But starting early tomorrow morning with an early tip-off, you got Baylor coming in and – Look, this is a good basketball team as well. Texas has got to figure out a way to figure this thing out pretty quick, don't they? Oh, man. Like I said, if, if they don't, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Baylor, Oklahoma, BYU can shoot the crap out the basketball. U of H, led by Jamal Shedd, who just dropped 29 points and 10 assists. Career high for Jamal. Mind you, Austin native. I actually talked to Jamal this summer. He had a camp at Maynard High School out here. That's East Austin. Oh. And I told him straight up, like, hey, bro, like, what's about to happen when y'all come to Austin? <laughs> and he straight up told me, like, man, I'm trying to drop 50 at the Moody Center. Like, he, he has a he has a little bit of a vendetta against UT because they didn't recruit him, you know, a hometown mm-hmm. kid. Now he's at U of H, the top five school in the country. He's a leader on that team, and he wants to come back with a vengeance. And so you got U of H in January 29th, and then after that, you got TCU at TCU. Yeah. That's a great squad. The same team, they lost They lost at TCU last year. It was a hostile environment. So this stretch is, is nasty. And like I said, it can snowball real fast, and I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that horns down situation wasn't like a prelude to what's about to unravel on this team, but I can see it. I can see it, man, and especially in that UCF game, because the thing that worries me the most in that UCF game was the problem coming into that matchup was no one outside of Max Aismith and Dylan DeSue was scoring, right? Mm-hmm. So then you have an Ethel Horton drop 20 points in that game, finally shows up, and you still lose. That's, that's nerve-wracking to know that you had everyone do their job and you still couldn't get the job done. That, that's not something the UT fans wanted to see. And especially something I didn't want to cover. And so, yeah, now now Baylor's coming into town, and that, that squad, as y'all know, they're not playing around. Um, so, yeah, it, it's going to be a tough stretch, and uh, we'll, we'll see what Rodney Terry's made of. Yeah, and kind of speaking of that, that was a Rodney Terry shakeup to put Ithiel Horton into the, into the starting lineup. It, it works kind of on paper, but you don't win the game, and I know – there are some people, the, the, the Twitter fingers have been really going this week, Corey, mm. uh, about, oh, this Rodney Terry experiment, I don't think it's working out. 
look, he did a great job last year keeping that team together. And Dylan Dessou gets hurt at the end of the season. They still go to the Elite Eight. Uh, I thought he did a tremendous job. I, I thought he should have gotten the job too. And so hindsight's twenty twenty. But do you think there is some second guessing, at least from the fan base in Austin? It's probably still early to, to put him on any kind of hot seat in his first full season. But is there second guessing from the fan base on whether Rodney Terry was the guy to take over full time? Do I think or do I know? Because I definitely know. <laughs> man, man, oh, man. Yeah, they're not a fan of RT right now. I can say that. They, um, they mm. think that he kind of got, boom, said the job, which isn't fair to Rodney Terry, in my opinion. Yeah. He got put in a situation that was a dumpster fire with Chris Beard, and he was able to put out the fire and not only put out the fire but ignite a fire in this team to get it all the way to the Elite Eight. Now, mind you, I, last night I was able to cover Austin Spurs, Memphis Hustle, some G League action. The reason why I was out there is because Timmy Allen and Jabari Parker went – not Jabari Parker, I'm tripping. Jabari Wright. <laughs> Jabari uh, Parker could use that yeah. G League contract these yeah, days. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, I was able to cover former Longhorns, Timmy Allen and Jabari Rice last night. You know, the, the two guys that were started when I started. Jabari didn't start. But two guys that played pivotal roles in that team last year. And just to watch them play and see the hustle, see the tenacity, and the communication made sense about why last year's team was so good. You know, you see what they're doing on the G League teams, and they're making winning plays. And it's like, that's why Texas went so far, because they don't have dudes like that on this roster um, this year. And so people think that Roddy kind of got fed Chris Beard's recruits, and he kind of just patched things together and helped them get to the Elite Eight. So this was his first real, like, this is Terry's team. And so this is why I feel like a lot of Texas fans aren't happy with him because, in their opinion, that was Chris Beer's team last year. That wasn't Terry's team. This is his team this year, and this is what they're performing and putting out on the court, and that worries people. Now, on the flip side of it, though, I think people need to understand that losing A.J. Johnson to the Australian League and losing Ron Holland to the G League Ignite played a pivotal factor to this roster. What does Texas miss right now? They miss playmakers, and they miss a wing that can put the ball in the hoop. Dylan Mitchell hasn't developed his shot yet to be able to do that. That's exactly what Ron Holland was supposed to be. And so I feel like Terry was put in a tough situation where you lose two five-stars who decommits late in the transfer portal window, and he has to figure out what the heck to do. And so – I can't blame him for this roster construction because you were banking on two five-stars to come in to the 40 acres. And so, yeah, I don't think it's fair to give him that much harp right now, only four games into the Big 12 season, because a lot of factors are played. And I, it, it's tough because he's also a very great person. and He's a very great role model and leader. It's just right now they just don't have the pieces to build a, a roster or to have a roster that can really compete in the Big 12 right now. Shake up in college football, and it's no different for the Horns in college football. Just a few weeks away from spring training getting back underway and high expectations for this football team. When Alabama's Nick Saban stepped down, Texas wasted no time going to Stark and saying, hey, uh, just in case, we're going to go ahead and uh, help you out here to make sure we get to keep you. How big a decision was that for the UT fan base and for this program to go ahead and say, we're not going to let you walk out of here? Oh, big time, big time, big time. Because 
you have those connections to Alabama that Sark does, you know. And so not only did you not let Sark go to Alabama, you also are now using that against Alabama in his recruiting in the transfer portal because he has connections there. He still knows people there on that staff. And so he was able to get some great insight from the guys that were leaving Tuscaloosa and to know which guys will fit this system the best. I'm super excited about Isaiah Bond coming over. I mean, that pickup for Sark was tremendous. Yeah. Now you have a true wide receiver run to replace Xavier Worthy. And, I mean, even getting Nye Black at the tight end position. You know, they still have Gunnar Helm, who is a possession-blocking type tight end. But Nye Black's going to be able to spread uh, the defense and, and, and take some deep shots on the vertical threat. So now that's something that Sarkeesian loves to do. He loves two tight end sets. And actually, against Washington, their last two touchdowns came with two tight end sets. And so that's kind of what he, this offense can develop into, you know. And he has so much speed at the wide receiver position as well. And so it was a big-time decision to keep Sarkeesian. And that's what everyone wanted at Texas, right? Everyone can see the writing on the wall is that Texas is going to be that next powerhouse if they can continue to develop the way that they have been. And with Sarkeesian having the keys to this to this uh, Lambo, I guess you should say, because everyone got Lambos out here in Austin. Yeah. Um, but since Sarkeesian has all the gas and no brakes, like, he's the perfect hire for this program. And I think now recruits are seeing, wow, Texas is about to put eight to ten dudes in the NFL in this next upcoming draft, if we're being honest. And now all you got to do is go to Texas for a year. Look at Adonai Mitchell. Go to Texas for a year and go to the league. If they can start making that a precedent, Sarkeesian's gonna get gonna get way more than just this year's transfers. There's gonna be a lot of more transfers that comes in for a year and goes to the league like a factory. And uh, it all starts with Sark. So yeah, big time hire for them. And by the way, that that's something that's been lacking in this Texas program. I mean, we talk about the the Big Twelve championships before this year and the big bowl games and that, but they weren't putting guys in the NFL. They weren't having guys taken day one so that that's a big step and and one guy who isn't going to the nfl just yet is quarterback quinn ewers now we talked a lot about him Corey, a, a few months ago and you know he, he's not someone who him coming back is everyone's going to be like oh that's changing the landscape of college football but it kind of is i mean he was he had a good season with one of a, a true playoff team how big is that for the Longhorns? I know it wasn't too concerning of him leaving, but to have that stability at quarterback to bring back a potential All-American kind of guy to, to keep this momentum going into the SEC, how big is that? Oh, it's a big-time deal, especially, like you mentioned, going to the SEC. Because if you look around the conference, I mean, his biggest competition at the quarterback level is Carson Beck, you know, yeah. maybe yeah, Jackson Dart and Ole Miss. Like... Quinn will be the clear-cut best quarterback in the SEC if he plays to the – even on par with what he did last year, you know, at the end of the year. If he's able to play like that, Quinn, with the last three games of the season, I mean, he, he's arguably the best quarterback in the SEC and could be the best quarterback in the nation. And, I mean, that's why he came back, of course, to that. This quarterback class for this year is ridiculous, you know, and Quinn may have been QB 6 or 7 in this year's class. But he has a shot to be QB 1 at the next – draft class, and I think that's why he came back. And so Texas fans were ecstatic, of course. And if you look at the track record of Steve Sarkeesian's quarterbacks in their third year under this system, they usually have a big-time jump. And so that's what people are expecting. Now, mind you, he has different weapons, 
to he has to learn timing all over again. He has to build relationships all over again with his weapons. But I mean, these weapons are are D one weapons and and future NFL players. So uh, it'll be pretty seamless. It feels like it felt like him and Adam and I got on the same page pretty quick as well. So I'm not worried about that with Quinn. Um, and yeah, I I think with Quinn coming back, Texas fans were super happy. Now mind you, I will say that with. Uh, Arch Manning waiting in the wings. People are itching at the bit to see him out there. So they're going to have to wait another year. But I don't even think it'll have to be that long because if you look at Quinn's track record and not to wish any ill will, this is just facts. Since his junior year in high school, he hasn't finished the season healthy. It's hurt, yep. Played every single game. You know, and so there's going to be a couple games next year, according to facts, not ill will, that Arch will get his start. You know, and Arch will get his his shine here and there. So I, I don't think that Arch staying on the 40 acres is that big of a deal. I know people were talking about him transferring. Now, mind you, anybody in Austin knew that wasn't going to be the case. But, of course, all the national pundits, they, they love to talk about Arch like that. So <laughs> I think he knows that, you know, Quinn hasn't been able to stay healthy. and He'll get his shot one or two games next year once Quinn recovers. And then, you know, it's Quinn's team for sure. But. Yeah, I think Texas fans, they're just more disappointed they won't see Arch next year. Less so happy about Quinn being back. No matter who the quarterback is, whether it's yours or Manning, because of the situation that they're in, does Texas have the running game coming back that can help either one of those quarterbacks succeed? Oh, yeah, you saw it on at the, at the Sugar Bowl. C.J. Baxter and Jaden Blue, I mean, that, that tandem is going to be really exciting to watch. And you saw C.J. Baxter, who was a true freshman, who was barely even getting healthy at the end of the year. I mean, he was hurt since week two against Alabama. And so now you get a C.J. Baxter that has a, another year of in the weight room, another summer of summer workouts, and, and being able to establish himself as the true number one running back on this roster and not competing with Jonathan Brooks, I think he's going to take that step, and he's going to prove why he was a five-star for Florida coming out. Um, and Jane Blue, on the flip side of it, he's like the lightning in a bottle. Right, he he got clocked at 23 miles an hour throughout the season, and he's a home run hitter anytime he touches the football, and so that that tandem is going to be really nice to watch. And of course, with Coach Choice leading that room, I mean he's going to continue to develop those guys. And Texas is really becoming that RBU. Uh, and I'm being dead serious when I say this. You have a dude in Jarek Gibson that's coming in from uh, the recruiting class, and then. You have a Christian Clark from Arizona who, who Sarkeesian actually compared to Bijan Robinson, crazy enough. He said when he watched Christian Clark play in high school, the first thing he wrote down on his notepad was Bijan. Uh, and so, of course, you know, the Arizona connection, that, that may be playing a factor as well. But these are the guys that are waiting in the wings. <laughs> so it's not even like they're expected to play next year. Uh, and so, yeah, this, this running back room is, is very scary for – the rest of the conference, and they're ready for the SEC for sure. Talking to Corey Mose from KVUE down in Austin. And, Corey, before we get you out of here, any predictions on tomorrow's game? No, don't make me do that. Come <laughs> on, man. How about Come just on, a prediction man. on vibes? We don't, we don't need a score. Do you think Texas comes out with the fight defending their home court? How about that? <laughs> I got to figure out this. I'm, I'm trying to see if they can even cover the spread, man. Uh, okay, look. <laughs> Here's 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 the situation in my mind. After your head coach goes out and, and, and goes viral, 
right, with the whole horns down thing. Mm -hmm. I think every player now recognizes they have a target on their back. They know that unknowingly, our team now has put them in a situation where they're going to be getting a lot more horns down wherever they go. And this is a kind of, excuse my language, but it's a nut up or shut up situation, you know? It's like, okay, you're one in three in conference. Everyone's counting you out. Everyone's saying that you're not good. And even two weeks ago, we interviewed Dylan DeSue in the press conference, and he told us straight up, we listen to the media and we listen to the outside noise and we hear that, quote-unquote, we're not the team from last year. Well, mm-hmm. guess what? We're trying to prove that we, we're, we aren't the team from last year. We're, we're somebody different, and we have new pieces that are great. I'm still waiting to see those new pieces step up, Dylan. You know what I'm saying? And so I think this is a way for them to kind of shut everybody up and put a stamp on this whole, is this team good or not? And I think you do that by beating Baylor. Do I think they can do that? <laughs> That's the main question. Hey. I got to see it before I can say it. So I'm, I, I'm picking Baylor. I think it will be close, but it's going to be crazy when they start the conference play 0-3 at home. And uh, the, you talk about the chirps now about Ronnie Terry. If they lose to <laughs> Baylor, and if Baylor blows them out, it, it, it is not going to be good on social media for RT. So I'm hoping that they at least make them competitive. But they're, they're, it's going to be tough. It's going to be very tough, especially with the way Baylor plays. Sure. And, and, you know, I mean, it truly is any given day in this conference. You know, I, yeah. I really like laughing at the Texas Longhorns. I do. But I had to curb that a bit this week until <laughs> after this game tomorrow. Corey covering all of Texas sports kind of inside and out and all in the Austin area, Austin FC, G League, you heard him. He's Whatever's going on down in the Capitol, he is there. Corey, how can people find you? Well, social media is pretty easy. I got a pretty nice last name, thank God. You know, he blessed <laughs> me, so no one knows has my last name. So on Twitter, it's just at Corey, C-O-R-Y. Don't put an E in there. Do not put an E in the name. So C-O-R-Y <laughs> underscore Mose. M-O-S-E, not Moses, just M-O-S-E. And so you'll be able to find me on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. My bad. My apologies, Elon, uh, X, whatever. Uh, and then on Instagram, same thing, Corey underscore Moses, and then add a little TV at the end. So Corey underscore Moses TV on Instagram. And, of course, on TikTok, same thing. I'm, I'm trying to do better with TikTok, you know? I'm trying to get I'm in. I'm sure you'd be really good at kids. that, Corey. It's hard. Like, I, I'm not a big, like, I can't edit on my phone. I guess I should say that. Uh, I'm not good at editing dumb. on my phone. And that's what all TikTok is. You know, so give me a laptop. Yeah, I got you. But on a phone, I can't do a little the gadgets and the widgets that everyone has on that. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online. Well, Corey, we'll be following you on all those and seeing what's going on <laughs> this weekend and down at Austin. Corey, thanks so much for joining us. Really great to hear from you. Always great to be on and to have me on whenever. You know I'm here. You know where I stay. And you know I'll be giving you those texts and those calls whenever it comes up. So we will definitely have you on in the future. Thanks so much, Corey. Have a good one. See ya. This is is a rivalry I hope continues, Ward. I think it should. Scott Drew kind of hinted at that today in his press conference. Both teams like to schedule hard non-conference. Right. And, I mean, these are the two. And, you know, Tech comes in. They, every couple of years, they got a good run. Uh, UH is now obviously at the top of that, too. But the last 10 years or so, these have been the top two teams, and they're now battling for some of the best recruits in Texas, too. So it's one that I hope 
continues. And this is this is a tough one for me to call tomorrow. Maybe I'm maybe I'm scared. I don't know. I don't think but you Texas, should be. Texas has not shown me anything over the last three or four ball games that I makes know. me go. Yeah, Baylor's going to have their hands full when they get in there. I know. I, I just I think, just, they're gonna I come think out. it's a runaway. They're going to have a. They're going to come out with a storm. If if Baylor weathers that storm the first five or ten minutes, and they're leading or in the game, that that's ball game for me. I got the Bears, but uh, I, we'll I see. Agree. We're live at the Baylor Club. Come by and you can take advantage of what's going on right now. Join now and no dues until March. Giving back in club certificates. And come by the Baylor Club, one month complimentary dues and no initiation fee. It's all right here at the Baylor Club. And, oh, by the way, great food always here at the Baylor Club with great atmosphere. J-Mo will follow us, followed by the Matt Mosley Show, live at the Baylor Club all afternoon right here on ESPN Central Texas. We'll come back and put a bow on this one right after this. This is ESPN Central Texas. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Hey folks, Gary Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. 2024 is here, and it couldn't be a better time to purchase your next new Chevrolet. For an example, Silverado is as much as $10,000 off. Traverse is $5,000 off. And the all-new Equinox, $3,000 off. And we also have the largest selection of new and pre-owned inventory folks that we've seen in years. And we don't play any of the games or gimmicks, just honesty and transparency. So give us a call, 840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember, folks, we're only a heartbeat away at McGregor. We'll treat you like family. Find new roads. Hey, it's Matt Mosley. You can make the decision right now to get lasting relief from that awful joint pain for 2024. Don't go another year compromising because of that pain in your knees or shoulder or like my neck, for instance. Call QC Kinetics now. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative non-surgical pain relief. No drugs, no surgery, no downtime. This is not a Band-Aid. This is a revolutionary treatment that can get you moving again, get your life back. And listen, it's non-surgical. It's very important. If this is the year you decide to fight back against that pain, take the first step now. Call QC Kinetics. Get a free consultation on the calendar. Call 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. QC Kinetics, 254 254- Four one five four one zero zero. The source for Baylor athletic news and information. ESPN Central Texas. Witt Building Supplies, your one and only trusted building supplies company, now has two locations. Same great quality, same great prices, two great locations. Gatesville and Marlin. Witt Building Supplies proudly offer a comprehensive selection of metal building systems to meet all your construction needs. With our extensive range of materials, we ensure you'll have everything you need. Commitment to quality and customer satisfaction. We strive to exceed your expectations. Visit our new and second location in Marlin, Texas, just down the road from higher prices. Raise your hand if you're a Secretariat fan. At UBO Business Services, Secretariat is our inspiration. Secretariat gave it his finest performance in the 1973 Belmont Stakes. He completed the race in a record 2 minutes, 24 seconds, winning by a record 31 lengths. This is our inspiration. 
Our goal is to outpace our competitors by providing an unrivaled customer experience. Reach out to UBO Business Services by calling Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. Welcome back to the Press Box here at the Baylor Club. J-Mo coming up next as the Bears get ready to head to Austin tomorrow morning to take on the Longhorns. Don't forget to come by the Baylor Club. We'll be here all day long. Come by and one-month complimentary dues and no initiation fee here at the Baylor Club. And it is not too early to start thinking about graduation. Friday and Saturday lunch, dinner reservations are available for members and non-members, and they can Handle any size party, 10 to 1,000. Cam and I don't have 1,000 friends, but I bet we could scrape up 10 to have a party. I think so. I think if we put our two together, our two friend groups together, we could do that. Maybe. Yeah. It'd be close, but maybe. (laughs) We'd cut it close, yeah. We'd send out more than 10 invites. That's exactly right. You'd have to. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that game will be heard right here on ESPN Central Texas, 1030 in the morning with the pregame show as the Bears take on the Horns. Other games in the Big 12 at noon, you've got number 15, Oklahoma at Cincinnati, UCF at Houston. And Houston, boy, they're playing good right now. I know yeah. that they dropped one earlier, this, but yeah. it, I watched them against the Red Raiders. I, 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 apart. I, this just absolute yeah. wore them out. Wore them out. So I, I, I think that's the best team in the Big 12 right now, in my opinion. They're still the best defensive team. There's no doubt. And that's obviously what you're looking at. So, at worst for me, they're second. Maybe if, if Baylor blows out Texas, I put them at second. But they're really – I still have those three teams, that Kansas, Houston, and Baylor as final four cont- uh, contenders. I do too. And I, I, I put Houston in front of Kansas, and I know people are listening going, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I think because of the way they play defense, oh, they, they may be a little bit better than Kansas. We'll see when they go up against them. But they might be tougher to play against. I think so. That. Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, also tomorrow, 24, Iowa State taking on 19, TCU, a 1 o'clock tip. Kansas at West Virginia at 3 o'clock. That just doesn't have the same ring to it that it used no. to going into Morgantown, does it? No. Th- those used to be great matchups. When West Virginia would play defense the way Houston does now. Right. Uh, but now I'm more looking at that, that TCU-Iowa State game. We it's, talk about the middle, that, the, that the next middle of the pack. Yeah, that next tier uh, outside of those top three we just mentioned in Houston, Kansas, Baylor. Uh, those teams are creeping up to being just as good as that third-place team, I would say. So that's going to be a big one. TCU coming off a loss, too. BYU at Texas Tech at 5 o'clock tomorrow afternoon at the United Supermarkets Arena in Lubbock. And Tech trying to bounce back after that disappointing loss to Houston. And they won't be the last team that's trying to bounce back after playing Houston as well. But having the home floor against BYU, as good as BYU shoots the basketball, it's not on their floor. Mm -hmm. And I think you have to look at Tech and say maybe they've got a pretty good chance in this one. Yeah, I like Tech in this game. I think BYU still hangs around the rankings most of the year, which I didn't think I'd say at the beginning of the conference schedule. But I think Tech's a tougher team, and Grant McCaslin has them playing real tough basketball. He really does. And, and that's a little bit surprising for him just coming from North Texas and stepping in the doors and, and have them make that transition as easily as they have. Or it seems so early in the season. Yeah. It's been pretty easy. They understand what he expects out of them, it looks like. And then Oklahoma State and Kansas State – 
Uh, Kansas State on their home floor uh, trying to get another win for Jerome Tang. Oklahoma State, they're pitiful. Bad. Yeah. They're a bad, bad basketball team. And Uh, I didn't think I would say that going into the year. No. In fact, we talked with Corey about UCF and how bad they looked to start the season. I think Oklahoma State's worse. I really do. do. And Kansas State doesn't do anything offensively that's particularly special, but they're just as tough as any of these guys in the conference. So uh, I would expect a Kansas State win and receiving some votes for the top 25 next week. You'll hear it all tomorrow, 10.30 a.m. right here on ESPN Central Texas. The Horns taking on the Baylor Bears. And also uh, tomorrow, you've got women's college basketball, and we will have the Lady Bears for you coming up tomorrow afternoon as uh, they will be over on our sister station, 104.9, as the uh, Lady Bears try to try to get things rolling uh, for Nikki Collin and Look, this is a big game for the Lady Bears coming here at the Ferrell Center uh, tomorrow afternoon as they host UCF. Now, you say, well, UCF's not a ranked team. Look, yeah. you, you've got to figure out a way to keep it rolling for the Lady Bears right now because I don't think the consistency that Nikki Collin has wanted has been there. Right, and I will say this. If you're looking to bounce back against someone, it's good to do it against a team that's 0-5 in conference. That, sure. doesn't mean, that doesn't mean you completely underestimate your opponent or anything, but – um, to, to have the week off, to be at home and playing UCF, I think that's a good spot for Nikki Collin to be in, to, to you know rotate some people in, get some people rested at the end of the game, and look towards that top ten matchup against Kansas State on Monday. Should be a whole lot of fun. We are live at the Baylor Club. Come by to the Baylor Club. One month complimentary dues and no initiation fee. That's what's happening at the Baylor Club right now. J-Mo is next, live here at the Baylor Club, followed by Matt Mosley. Go out and have a great weekend. And we will talk to you on Monday for Cameron Stewart and Aaron Sexton. I'm Ward Weitz. Until next time, so long, everybody. It's fun.